0: Hello, and welcome to... This is not... A History... Lecture! And today, we're doing something a little different. Yeah. Um, after the snowstorm, Yuri or whatever, that Texas got caught in, and after the car accident, too, kind of brought that to mind, because we were thinking about it before the ice storm, and then the ice storm happened. Yeah. Um, it's an so emergency episode. We decided to record a backup episode, just in case something goes wrong. Yeah. Uh, good news is, is that if you're hearing this, we're both still okay, because we wouldn't post it Yeah. if something has gone horribly wrong. Yeah, we wouldn't be able to get to it if something yeah. went wrong. Um, and I think, out of respect for each other, if we're in the hospital or something worse, we just wouldn't post, post. Uh, <laughs> at all. Know, personally, you have permission for me, because it's probably because I did something really stupid that all, like, is completely my fault, and I'm in the hospital for Cat does have, for like... like Joint disintegration <laughs> Disorders Yeah So if it's me You permission But I won't just Randomly post Without figuring out What's going on With you first I'm not supposed yeah. to like, Yeah he's in the hospital Bye Well I feel like If we're dead We probably should Oh post. no Yeah Yeah no. Probably not Yeah no uh, Big no on that Yeah no I meant like If I'm in the hospital Because yeah, if I the hospital. Like rolled through Poison ivy And I got a really bad Like rash Oh well that, that, Again that's not Horribly wrong That's just That's true that's just a little rough. Yeah, it's this just is for more like um, we completely got blindsided by a teacher giving us a twenty-page paper the day before we recorded or something like that. Yeah, and we just cannot physically or mentally handle devote that. the time. Yeah, and more than likely there will be more than one of those. In fact, in my notes I re- entitled it "Emergency Episode One." Uh, oh, I did too. <laughs> yeah, just in case. We were um, ready for that. Yeah, you know, bigger podcasts have like their live recordings so they can just throw up whenever they want to. Obviously, we are Are you saying we're not popular yet, Kaylee? We're not famous and giving live performances? No, cow. we have not given a live (laughs) performance. (sighs) Anyway, so this is going to be a short, something sweet, something to hold you over until we can be back. Yeah, so it might be a little shorter than usual. I know my story is going to be shorter than usual. Yeah, mine will be a bit shorter. Yeah. Um, And hopefully it's... I think it'll be a bit of fun. Mine's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll still be good and everything. I, yeah, I, I, I think it'll a be a story. good time. Yeah. yeah, sorry if, you know, it doesn't take up as much of your commute as it normally would, but... Yeah. It is what it is, man. Life happens. Um. Anyway, I'm gonna go first, because it's a different episode. It's a weird It's episode. a different kind of episode. It's weird. What's so going on? We're gonna flip the script entirely. Yep. Kaylee's going first. I'm going first. So, right. today... I'm talking about the dancing plague of 1518. Oh. Dun dun dun. I mean, that's like a plague I wouldn't mind getting in theory. I mean. Oh, you wouldn't want to get this plague. Oh, okay. Never mind. It wasn't as fun as it sounds. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't like they were all playing just dance and then just having a great time. Okay. I mean, one, you know, the internet wasn't even created, they didn't even have Wii's. So how are they supposed to play? Yeah. They didn't? Yeah. Oh my God. What a sad life they live. (laughs) What are you telling me? That the Wii wasn't around like 500 years ago? Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. Wow. Hate to bring it to you. Stone ages. I know. So sad, these people. How did they live? Anyway. (laughs) So, Strasbourg. The city of Strasbourg. uh, Formerly in the Holy Roman Empire. It is now in modern day France. In July of 1518, a woman named Frau Troffée started dancing and she would not stop for 2 months. Wait, what? Yeah, until September. Um, in the first she would dance um the whole time she would dance until she passed out from exhaustion. She would rest and she would start again. Uh within a week of her starting to dance, approximately 30 people had joined her and they would all follow the same rhythm of dancing until they passed out basically, resting. And then starting again. Imagine having to eat while you dance; you'd get such bad cramps. At least people have more than cramps. Oh no! <laughs> Obviously, I guess. Um, but yeah. But yeah. Over the next two months, the number of dancers would increase until there was over hundreds of people dancing in the streets of Strasbourg. Um. They were scared, and they were unable to stop. That's that is scary. I'm city. Yeah. Um, city authorities were unsure of what to do, so guess what they did tranquilized everyone no. I don't... <laughs> the opposite they just want they figured the only way for it for it to stop was to get through it oh no. so <laughs> they encouraged the dancing of course they did <laughs> of course they did they cleared out concert halls for dancing they erected stages for dancing they even hired musicians and professional dancers to encourage the people who are dancing. It feels very like... To still dance. It was a phase. They're just going to work through <laughs> a phase. The funny thing about this, this is such a funny story, and it doesn't feel real, but it really happened, and there's lots of records of it. Um, and I really, like, it's not long enough for a whole episode. Yeah. So it's fun to do stuff like this for, like, these little, like, yeah. emergency episodes. Um, but... It's definitely worthy of note, so yeah. I'm glad we're talking about it, because what the heck? I know. <laughs> so, this, of course, only exacerbated the issue, and at the peak of the two-month dancing spree, there was around 400 people dancing. What the hell? Like, yeah. Like, just, consistently couldn't stop dancing. Yeah, just in the streets dancing. Uh, How they were dancing, I don't know. It wasn't really described. Can but you imagine the cat If it muscles? was more of, like, a flailing type of thing... Ooh. Or if it was, like, actual steady, like, dance movements. I'm not sure. We're not sure. But they were dancing. They were described as being, as dancing. I feel like they would have said convulsed if it was, like, flailing. But dancing must have had some semblance to rhythm or pattern That's true, because they weren't afraid of using the word convulsed. Especially because one of the theories is, of course, demonic possession. Uh Uh-huh. And they would have said said, convulsed or was writhing in pain or something like that. So, like I said earlier, this wasn't just a two-month-long dance party. Um, (laughs) Dozens of dancers would collapse from exhaustion throughout the two months. Um, Some dancers would actually die of strokes or heart attacks from the exertion. Um, And they did not have... They weren't having a good time. uh, Contemporary accounts describe the dancers as grimacing as their limbs flailed They invoked God's name as well as the name of St. Vitus. And remember St. Vitus because he comes back. So I'm just going to give a little brief intro on St. Vitus here. So St. Vitus, as the legend goes, was a saint back in the day. And uh, it was said that if someone invoked his wrath, that he would send down a dancing plague. Huh. So that kind of... Gives us, you know, the reason to believe that this might have happened before. Something yeah. of, these, of this nature has happened before. Um, so the city, naturally, they thought someone had upset him. So they were like, St. Vitus, please. <laughs> we're sorry. So they're like, you know, invoking his name. Just like, God, save us. St. Vitus, save us. Um, so... <sighs> But funny, funnily enough, there is an actual real medical condition that they have named Saint Vitus's dance. Um, the scientific name is Sydnum Coriae, and it comes from a strep- streptococcus bacteria, So strep. Oh yeah. Yeah, that puts people into convulsions, and this is apparently most um, most seen in like developing third world countries. And it most affects prepubescent and pubescent girls in those countries. I didn't even know there was a strain that could do that. Which is, yeah, it's bizarre, right? And, like, you know, if you have a culture that is more prone to believe stuff like demonic possessions, yeah. then that obviously can put some of the people who suffer from this in danger. Right. Because not all exorcism stories end well. Oh, no. Or if, you know, the community thinks you're possessed by a demon, mm. that's also problematic. Yeah. Um <laughs> So yeah, they've named uh, this condition after Saint Vitus because of his dancing-based wrath, um, which is an interesting thing to do. I guess there's something for everyone, right? (laughs) Sorry, I just got an email. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so like I said, this sounds fake, but it 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 actually happened, and actually there's a lot of contemporary accounts from priests and other people visiting and stuff like that. And again, it lasted for two months. So plenty of time to write stuff down, yeah. and especially if they thought people were being possessed. Of course, they're going to bring in priests because it's 1518 in the Holy Roman Roman empire. So like, yeah, of course they're, they're going gonna... to call in priests and yeah. stuff like what's happening to our town. Everyone's possessed by the devil, but it wasn't the only one that we even have records of. Um, oh. In fact, there's accounts of similar phenomenon happening in Sweden and Germany, as well as um, the m- most recorded uh, instance of this happening happened in 1378, as it, a similar dancing plague swept through towns along the Rhine River in Central Europe. So, not unprecedented. I'm just weirdly, weirdly enough. I'm kind of like confused because. Is it, like, a lasting damage from the strep, and it's, like, a permanent... It, it's permanent... The bacteria? Yeah. Is it like so, that's parted? not what they think is happening to this town. Okay. But the convulsions, I guess, from the infection being in your body, causing you to, like, have, like, a oh, physical reaction, you yeah. know what I mean? I personally don't really know, like... If you saw someone convulsing, you would say that person's convulsing. Mm -hmm. But if a medical professional saw someone convulsing, would they say the same as me? Right. You know what I mean? Like, what is... How does medicine divide or define convulsing would be my question. It's weird to me because, like... If it, if the effects, like the convulsion slash dancing only sticks around while you have strep, strep's never taken me more than a couple weeks to heal from. Yeah, and it is a certain strain of strep. So it's not Mm -hmm. just, you know, because I was a strep carrier my whole life. I've never convulsed. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I just had a sore throat and Mm -hmm. like the chills. Yeah. And maybe a version of that, like the chills, you know? Yeah, something. Yeah, where you're like violently shaking. Right, but like that's so weird that... For the, for multiple people, it was lasting more than a week at a time. Even if you were passing a disease around, to, yeah, to last and two again, months. yeah, this is not what they think is happening here. Yeah, yeah, my brain's yeah. just running with that theory. No, yeah, like, it is a theory, but it's not one of the most prominent ones. It could have happened, but for a whole community, four hundred people to be affected over two months, yeah, it would be something that they were all eating that contained this bacteria, and I just don't think that that's very likely. Yeah, it have to be the drinking water. Yeah, but I think that was really um, in the articles I read. They threw it in just because it was a little fun fact. Because Saint Vitus and his dancing stuff has is still yeah. actually relevant to today. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, sorry. Yeah. I, yeah. I derailed. <laughs> no, it's fine. I think it helped clear stuff up. But and again, like I, I this is not a very long mm-hmm. one. So if you want to stretch some stuff out, um, call me out on it. We can do it. So. Yeah, that's basically really all we know. It's just this town started dancing one day. This one lady started dancing, and soon 400 people were. And they did what they thought they could, and the people were not enjoying it, but they couldn't stop dancing. That's it, it sounds like a form of hysteria. You know, you're like, how could 400 people jump on that bandwagon? But then you think about like the Salem witch trials and what they think is now ergo poisoning. From yeah, like LSD so that's, growing in their rye and them all yeah. tripping absolute. That's a yeah. That's a theory too. However, it doesn't the symptoms don't. Um, I'll get into that later. But the symptoms don't exactly match the ergot poisoning or yeah. infection. So yeah. So like I said, four hundred people. Several people do die from the physical exertion of it. Wow. Um. Yeah. It's like not these people aren't having a good time. No, they are not. <laughs> I apologize for joking about it earlier. No. I mean, <laughs> It's funny, like, I mean, okay, it's 400 years, I feel like... I know, it's like, when's the statue of limitations on laughing about this stuff? I feel like it's... it's it's past. <laughs> We're probably fine. Right. Maybe it was 50 years ago. That would be kind of whack. Yeah. But <laughs> first of all, something like this 50 years ago would like just never happen. True. Well, actually, so while I was like looking into this, there have been forms. I'll get into that later. Sorry. Okay. We have to go. We have to go into the theories. So I don't want to get too ahead of myself okay. because I'll start revealing what happened. So like um, like I mentioned, contemporary explanation did include things like St. Fitus. Uh, and of course, demonic possession, because everything was demonic possession yes. at the time, especially convulsing um, and stuff like dancing. Because, as we know, because we go to a good Christian school, dancing, dancing is, is sinning. Is sinning, says the founder of the <laughs> ballet club. Yes, as the, well, that's fine dancing. That's true. That's I, I am a, a proper woman. Yes, it even is, though you prance around those little leotards, <laughs> I see your calves. <laughs> <laughs> honestly though it cracked me up i don't think dancing was allowed at our school into the like 90s no it wasn't like because that's like, yeah so like mid 90s groups yeah like, i think like Footloose came out before our school like allowed dancing so on campus me that i'm a pioneering woman by establishing the ballet club yeah you and swing dance wow i feel radical there you go. That's how you get your names in history books, I was right? Like, that's, I don't who, suffragettes who? Suffragettes <laughs> who? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I dance at a Christian school. I'm daredevil. Yeah. Can't stop me. I know. What are you going to do? You just, you, <laughs> it's like, if you've ever seen Bob's Burgers, there's like a character, yes. he's like, dad, I have to dance. <laughs> Jimmy Jr. <laughs> that's me. That's you. You and Jimmy Jr. would get along. I don't think this is this kind of dancing Jimmy Jr. was doing, unfortunately. Uh, no, he's into ballet. No, I meant the, the dancing plague was not his type oh, of dancing. Oh, no. Probably not. <laughs> Although, he probably would have danced if he was in this place. Anyway, um, big tangent. Uh, yeah, so demonic possession, of course. Also, overheated blood because they just thought, mm. you know, eh, if we don't understand how bodies work, they have to dance out their blood. <laughs> their hot blood. is <laughs> Um, yeah, we're gonna have some leeches. I'm surprised I didn't see anything about that. I' know when that came into fashion. That was more like Regency Federalist area, I think. yeah, I think well, Regency is kind of getting into the scientific revolution. I don't know when they started bleeding people out for I feel like that's I was wondering probably a really old practice. That would be a fun episode write it down bloodletting write it down oh my god <laughs> let me episode ideas <laughs> bloodletting <laughs> <laughs> yeah guys mm-hmm. we don't have a lot of like we have plenty of ideas but sometimes the ideas don't come so whenever we like randomly in the middle episode stop it's because we thought of something and we have to write it down before we forget it yeah uh- yeah no it's funny because like every time i do research i'm like oh there's like 20 things i have to write down and then i don't do it and then i kick myself later but anyway so uh that was you know contemporary explanations and uh, they really had no idea how to explain this and i don't even think they were that worried about explaining it they're (laughs) like i don't know weird crap happens sometimes um and then in the 20th century the thought there was the thought of the rye the rye flower being infected with the fungal disease ergot, which was known to apparently produce convulsions. But I think the main side effect of that is the hallucinogenic, like L S D like effects. Mass hysteria that we think call, caused Salem. I still don't think they like no know that for sure. Oh they don't. Yeah. I think it's just, um, their it's best just guess. a theory. Yeah. I'm waiting so, for like a Dyatlov past level like Epiphany where they realized exactly what happened in Salem. Like, I'm so ready for it. Could you imagine if there's like some future Disney movie that comes out and they're like, We saw the Salem witch trials with this? (laughs) That would be insane. (laughs) That's what happened with Diallo. It's WandaVision. It's WandaVision. And they the witchcraft stuff. It's like Salem. It's gonna be some like, no, it can't be WandaVision. It has to be like some kids' movie. True. I don't know, like Peter Rabbit or something. something. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, they're probably gonna remake Focus (laughs) Focus. So um Yeah, so that was a theory, but they were just like, yeah, just kind of like with Salem. They're like, I guess it could happen. But what are the chances of 400 people eating enough of this? I mean, it happened. uh, well, it could have happened in Salem. Again, that's kind of where the theory falls apart, is what are the chances of that many people? That's more than in Salem. Yeah, it's more than Salem. So it would be hard. Um, especially cause Salem was like one town and I like, this is one town too, but I think Strasbourg was bigger than Salem at this point. So I would assume, yeah, it, it's just, it, it's a theory, but it's not like really one of the most accepted ones. And the most actually widely accepted theory does come from the American medical historian, John Wall, Waller. And if you look this up, the story up, you will see his name mentioned in basically every article. So he believed that the dancing plague was a form, a form of mass psychogenic disorder, which a mass psychogenic disorder is basically a fancy scientific way of saying hysteria. So mass hysteria. Um, And he specifically quotes that these are usually caused by times of extreme stress and take the form of current social fears. So the thought is, is, you know, it's 1519. (laughs) As we've mentioned before, we never want to live in the past. These people are dealing with horrible, horrible things. Uh, I think that like the second wave of the bubonic plague was hitting right about now. Yeah, in the 1500s. Yeah, and well, there's probably famine, like five million other plagues also. Fa- yeah, five million other plagues, disease, dysentery, uh, cholera, cholera. What's the other one? Consumption. <laughs> um, yeah, all like the various things you just have to deal with as someone who lives in 1519. Um, war, famine. When did cholera show up as cholera? Because that was John John Snow, how he, like, helped with that. Jon No, it's really his name. Okay, I was like, are no. you talking about Game of fucking no. Thrones right now? <laughs> I was like, no, Catherine. No, that's how I remember it, is because okay. it is the name from, from okay. Game of Thrones. I'm not a medical historian, so I don't know. No, I wrote it down in our undergrad lecture that day in... That that we talked about like natural health, and I wrote it down big and drew the wolf. <laughs> Let's do it! I was so bored that I didn't. I know. I was gonna up. say, listen, we entertain ourselves how we can. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I think his name's John. It's either John Snow or John Stark. I'm pretty sure it's John Snow. I believe you. Um, I cannot. I don't know when oh, confirm like, or deny. Okay, I just wasn't sure when cholera, like showed up as a disease. Disease, like yeah, the, I don't know the either. Mutation, we know it as yeah. Um, also rabies. rabies no like that was a huge thing like before the vaccine came out like it killed you once you were bitten unless you you died yeah and i think this area of europe was experiencing some uh stresses due to famine specifically ah so all of that extreme stress and uh, i think they just thought that uh, there was just this mass overwhelming interest in saint vitus Mm -hmm. um and it was like you know society like Like, if something is grabbing the attention of current society, like, it's going to, everyone's going to be talking about it. You know, it's it's easy to, like, Especially when you have nothing else to do. I can't imagine the, like, rumor and gossip mills in these, t- oh, <laughs> in these no. places in 1519, like, oh, did you hear St. Vitus is going to, like, curse us or whatever? And then, you know, it just takes one person to believe that St. Vitus has cursed her. And then all of a sudden, the whole town is like, I heard about that, you know, a couple weeks ago. and It's me next. Yeah. And I, I, it's happening to me now. So I think that's really just what it is. just a weird, like, psychosocial phenomenon. Huh. And it was the same case like in those other places too. Yeah. Which is it really? We don't know, but it sounds like the most likely explanation to hmm. me because, you know, again, like, <laughs> what else did these people have to do? You that, know? Yeah. Let's <laughs> like, get caught up in hysteria. on no Netflix. So. Yeah, it's something like they could fact check. You know, they True. can't just Google St. Vitus real. <laughs> 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 you know, like, you can't just do a keyword search. Um, they have a town crier come through, St. Vitus. <laughs> right? dead. They're just going to believe whoever. They probably, they might have had some traveling, like, showy. A traveling bard who just was yeah like, let me singing the song of St. Vitus. Vitus. <laughs> and then everyone's like, oh, my God, he's so... it's He's, he's coming. coming. He's coming. Get, lock your doors. <laughs> Guys, this whole episode is conjecture, so yeah. we'll take none of this with seriousness. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, the whole freaking theory is conjecture, because we yeah. have no idea really what but happened, no. because nothing like that really... Uh, well, okay... This is what I was going to mention earlier, but apparently there have been instances of Saint or of mass hysteria in recent years, and they mostly happen among girls. Um, and there are a few cases. I don't know how recently these were, but I was listening to a podcast talking about this case, and they mentioned that there was a few cases, like one or two, where whole boarding girls' boarding schools have broken up out into just laughter that lasts lasted days. Hmm. Right? Isn't that crazy? It's just something about the brain and social settings. I was about to say, it doesn't surprise me that that tends to be women. Yeah. Because like there was, I think it was a Stanford uh, like published thing a few years ago, but it talked about how men aren't taught to rely on men, how girls are taught to rely on girls, which is Mm -hmm. why in relationships, men tend to rely emotionally on their girlfriend because they don't have an outlet otherwise. But girls rely heavily on other girls for emotional stability because that's what we're taught to do at a necessity. And like you know me like i'm a feminist i believe that you know men yeah. and women but that it's interesting that soci- society like socially has taught us yeah. some of these behaviors that do make women more susceptible to that, and it feeds into that whole like women are hysterical, women are, but no, women are just more in tune with each other. I think. Yeah, and they're very, and their brains are much more on the same like wavelength. Women sync up, like yeah, I'm literally, like literally, literally. If, you don't, if you're a male and you're listening to this, fun fact: <laughs> women and their time of month syncs up. Yeah, if they're you're around each their other. Their hormone enough. cycle will sync up, and you know, in a case where you're dealing with a girls' boarding school, where I'm sure there's like raging hormones, and they're oh, all yeah. just feeding off of each other, and stuff can – the brain is weird, basically. It makes basically. how primal yeah. human beings still are. I know. Well, we were talking in one ep- about it in one episode, about how we're just animals. We are. You know, yeah. and it's crazy well, to think about. We're talking about Donner Pass. Yeah, Donner. Like, yeah. like you are – we are animals, and when we revert – like, whether you're consciously reverting to that primal instinct or not, like, there are some things you don't control, like hormones, hysteria. Like, some of that's especially among women, mm-hmm. like – it's crazy to me. That if I thought someone was joking the first time they told me women can sync up, and then yeah. being in a flute section full of like twenty <laughs> girls. Yeah. Oh boy, the two boys oh my we god. Had with us. The poor souls. I know. And then again, you're in high school, so it's like even more raging hormones. Oh my god. Yeah. So just crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah. It, it's really interesting, and it's funny how many things. Like, no wonder they thought they were like angels and demons, and yeah. like you know, St. Vitus was going to curse them and. All this stuff was just happening because you, they had no explanation. You come for this up kind with the stuff. best rationalization you yeah, can. Because like, yeah, because it offers you sense. some comfort. You want to understand, so you make up your own understanding. Yeah, exactly. And you, again, I feel like it would just be like off the walls to live like pre enlightenment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because oh my god, could you imagine that the world would just be so mystical? <laughs> <laughs> it kills me because I think that psychologists would open huge like. Huge understandings of human the way the human brain works if they could go back in time and in person see this stuff happen oh yeah like huge insights onto how the human psyche is yeah they could just be like a fly on the wall you can because you can only or just how stuff I mean I've mentioned the Enlightenment three times now but just how stuff of like the Enlightenment has dramatically shifted yeah and changed human brains yeah so it's crazy it is crazy and not to mention. Who knows what kind of stuff they were drinking. <laughs> I, I don't even think the water was good enough to drink at this. It definitely it's wasn't. They were probably drink. drinking beer still because it was safer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think they did that yeah. until, like, I mean, people still did that into the 1800s. Oh, for germ, sure. Like, germ, like, cell theory and stuff like that wasn't yeah. around until way later. So I'm sure they yeah, there. yeah, that's true. So, you know, they're probably all kind of drunk. <laughs> who knows yeah. what happened? But, yeah, so that's, that's what that is. And it was a really short story, but, like I said, like, it's worthy of mentioning just because it's so weird and it's so Mm -hmm. interesting and Fun to talk about, um, but it wasn't enough for, like, a full, full episode. And uh, the, the tangents cl- made it a full episode. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're, we're sitting at 26 minutes right now. That's um, awesome. I was expecting maybe to get 15. Yeah. So <laughs> listening to us ramble. <laughs> I mean, that has a lot to ramble about, though. When yeah. you don't have any good theories, it's fun to speculate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but to close, I wanted to end with this um, poem that was recorded in one seventeenth 17th century chronicle by the Straussburg- Jurist Johan Schittler. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Schilter. <laughs> Wait, I really said Schittler. <laughs> I just had flashbacks to Schitt's Creek. Yeah, I think that's where my brain was going. Uh, I do... So what's his name I say all part? the time that I'm like mildly dyslexic because it'll just not let me read stuff correctly. Schilter. Johann schilter so this guy Johann schilter in the 17th century so 1600s like recorded this poem uh that was written about the Strasbourg like dancing plague however we don't know where the original poem came from we just know that it was recorded in this Mm -hmm. thing that he wrote up so it's in rhyme so you ready (laughs) well it's not in rhyme but it's definitely eh, it's kind of in rhyme okay Many hundreds in Strasbourg began to dance and hop, w- women and men, in the public market, in alleys and streets, day and night. And many of them ate nothing. That's definitely not in rhyme. Okay, the first part I did. <laughs> Until at last the sickness left them. This affliction was called Saint Vitus's dance. So I, again, it was probably translated from like uh, Middle English to modern. But, but it's still a little fun, a fun little ditty about what's yeah. happening there. And like I said, there was some decent records, so we know this happened. It wasn't just, like, something people made up or, like, sensationalized. But, yeah. Um, That's that. That's really interesting. That's really interesting, right? I I thought it was, like, you know, you hear jokes about that one, but, like, that's good to know. Yeah, you hear jokes about it, it, but it's, like, no, like, this actually happened, and it wasn't just something that people like to talk about. Like, oh, yeah, Yeah. sure, that happened. No, it it for real did, but... All right. Awesome. Kat, well, your turn. We, we purposefully chose mysteries for this because it is a mystery to you what, what's, happened to, what's happened to us. Although not deadly. Um, yeah, no. Yeah. So I'm doing the Mary Celeste. Very different. Yes, very different. Um, I first heard about this ship in the. Oh, yeah, sorry, it's a ship. I should clarify that is not a woman, it is a ship. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, my name is Kaylee Celeste. Uh, your name is Callie Caleste Riad. <laughs> no it's not <laughs> I purposely Mispronounce her name Like 90% of the time That I talk to her Yeah And um, every time I don't know how to react Also I just <laughs> Figured out that there was a hole in the armpit of my shirt. Do you mean to fix that? No, it's gonna bother me. No, it's sweaty in there. Okay, I can, I can, after you wash it next time, no, send it home with I, me. I can man it I do know how to sew holes in armpits. So okay. I can do that. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so yes, the ship, Mary Celeste. I first heard about it in an elementary school GT class, actually. Like and of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I was like fascinated because we didn't do a lot of history in our G T class. A lot of it was uh-huh. like logic puzzles, getting us ready for algebra and stuff like that. Yeah, but math is more than everything. Uh huh. But the teacher was like adamant that we do some like liberal arts stuff too. So oh, we good. Did some really cool stuff. And I was fascinated by the idea of this ship that just everyone on board disappeared like spooky and it's very spooky. I almost did it for a Halloween episode, but I wasn't sure if I could quite get it to be long enough to be a whole episode. It, it, I think it should be, but like, you know, it, we're doing it now. Yeah. People, the people will hear it. Yes. Because God knows we'll need this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I got a lot of it from a Smithsonian magazine article that was actually really well written and everything. Not that I ever doubt the Smithsonian, but there's yeah, some solid stuff. Go look it up. If you want more theories. Um, I'll give you some context. The year is 1872. The Civil War has ended in America eight, seven years seven years ago, I think. 1872. So, so seven yeah, years. Seven yeah, seven years. Ulysses S. Grant has won the presidency. We've left behind hoop skirts in honor of bustles. Women's clothing is restrictive. Um, the war between Prussia and France has ended. Emperor Meiji reigns in Japan. Karl Marx has started advocating for the working class. El Salvador. Oh, and Kat is just giving us a whole background. Now I feel shitty. What no, was I, going on in 1518? I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I realized after we had that listener from, like, other countries, I was like, they, in contextually, like, it'd be cool for them to know what's going on, for them. Yeah, that might be something we should do. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yeah but, Well, the other episode we're recording today, I don't do that for mine's recent well that one's 38 so that's fine it's fine yeah yeah but el salvador and guatemala have defeated honduras in a small war and i in the rest of the world's kind of just doing their thing cool yeah (laughs) and the big question is what happened to the 10 people aboard the mary celeste oh so it wasn't that big of a boat no it was relatively small i the first time i heard of it i was like how did a whole crew go missing you know when you think of like a ship, a ship and a ship. crew. Because usually when the sh- like big stuff like that goes missing, it's big stuff. Yeah. yeah. This was a relatively smaller trading ship, not Pirates of the Caribbean-esque, like the East India Trading Company, what we Darn. think of. I know. We make a lot of Pirates of the Caribbean comparisons on here, guys. It's very important in our lives. Uh-huh. It was very formative <laughs> for every... <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, no, sh- I don't know if I'm ready to talk about that. Anyway... <laughs> On Tuesday, November November seventh, eighteen seventy two, from Pier fifty in the East River of New York City, and it is headed out to Geno- Geno- Genoa, Gen- Genoa, Italy. I can't Genoa. Speak. Yeah, i knew in my head. I was like hearing it. My brain was trying to say Genovia. <laughs> Genovia. <laughs> Another formative movie series. Yep. <laughs> So there are seven crew members only. And then there's the captain, Benjamin Spooner Briggs, and his wife, Sarah, with their two year old Sophia. So there's really only seven working crew members plus the captain. Gotcha. They get stuck in the harbor for a few days due to like inclement weather, and they eventually leave after a little bit of stalling. And there is a ship named the D Gradia, De Gradia, sorry, that left eight days behind them on the same route. Okay. And some accounts, it's weird, some accounts say the captains knew each other. um, That they had like dinner beforehand, the night before, or something like that. But they're not entirely sure. Some people say they were complete strangers, and they just happened to be on the same course. The last record before going on board was a ship log entry at 5am on November 25th. Everything, oh, sorry, no. That was actually boarded. My brain can't do numbers. Um, (laughs) So yeah. There is a ship log entry at five a.m., November twenty fifth. Everything after that is blank. Okay, so they're they're set they sale. set sail. They set sail, and it just stops recording at the twenty fifth. Okay, so what what day did they set sail on? They set sail on the seventh. Okay, is there logs leading up to the twenty fifth, yeah, and then there's just nothing. Normal. Completely normal. Okay. Um, and as far as I can tell, there was no suspicion about, you know, a woman and child on board, which I know a lot of ship, like a lot of hardcore sailors and stuff didn't like. They thought it was yeah. like a curse and everything. I think that might be a pirate thing, but... I, I've heard it's a wide thing. It could but be, a yeah. a probably wouldn't be so worried. Well, especially if they're like, maybe they're going on vacation to Italy after it, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it's a completely normal log until the 25th when everything just stops. On December 5th, 10 days approximately 10 days later, the De Gradia sees a ship just bobbing around in the ocean with its sails all messed up and these weird movements about 400 miles off the shore of the Azores in Portugal. Okay. And so the De Gradia was supposed to be about eight days behind them, so they don't know exactly how long that ship was bobbing there. They just know that they found it about 10 days later. Okay, so I guess there's only... Well, there's 10 days of unaccounted time. Right. But... As far as like how far behind, there's only the like ship two was, days. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and no one see no one from the Daygradia can see anyone on deck. And they kind of they pull up beside it. They try to board. The captain sends some men over there to check things out. All they find is an undamaged sh- ship. Like there is no real damage to the ship. No pirates. No kraken or anything. Um, <laughs> but there's still about, stuff is so weird. <laughs> there's still six months of food and water on, six the ship. months. Yeah, for the crew, like it was plenty. They they oh were evacuated because of food. Wow. They didn't need it. Three feet of water is roughly found below deck, but that shouldn't have made them panic. That's like standard for a ship to take on a little bit of water. Okay. In this time period. Yeah. Um, one of the one of the water pumps below deck was disassembled, though. And, like, they had gotten ready to, like, maybe pump some of the water out. Okay. And there was a sounding rod lying on top of the deck, which is used to measure water in the hull. So, like, they might have used the sounding rod to figure out how much water was down there, and then thought, like, oh, we need to pump water or something. But, like, all, all human interaction just stops there. It's just found on the deck. Huh. Um, the captain's sword is still under his bed. The ship's papers and navigational instruments were gone though, like, they're not onto the desk where they should be, and it's combined with the other, the crew's personal items and food are left behind, so it almost sounds like they, like a lifeboat boarding, you know, you grab your yeah. navigational instruments. Yeah, something, yeah, in an emergency. Yeah, you just grab what you need to find land get on a ship, or get on a lifeboat and depart, um, but the crewmen sail the Mary Celeste to Gilbertrar, which is 800 miles away, and they dock. They like tow the ship with them, kind of. Well, I think they might have split the cruise over them Did to you sail say it. Gopachar? Yeah, Gibraltar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my uh, girl, you know me. And I my know. To well, things, uh, I'm well. Also, out. when you're like just reading these and not like hearing anything, yeah, it's kind of like okay, that was that makes sense. That's well, what that says. And you know how <laughs> horrible I am at geography, right? like <laughs> that. That's embarrassing. Wow. That was, that's pretty the bad. The Strait of Gibraltar is pretty <laughs> important, but it's okay. <laughs> We're going to ignore that, guys. We're going to ignore that. Was, this is why there's two of us, so one of us can call us out on the really <laughs> obvious parts. <so. laughs> it was funny that I caught it, because usually it wouldn't, and then I was like, chill, Patrice." I was thinking was about it, and I was like, hmm. We're going to no. forget that happened. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. So the dog... So that the authorities can check the ship, like because without evidence of foul play, basically the De can claim it for scrap and salvage, and it still oh. had yeah all, all that stuff, all that stuff, it yeah all the shipping, all the uh-huh. food. Everything. So of course they're like, yeah, we're gonna take this food, it's free food. <laughs> yeah, and they can sell the ship itself, yeah, for a ton of money. True, because um, it's no damage. Yep, and completely just salvage in the docks. So they have to get the police to confirm as soon as they dock. There's no foul play. There's nothing that would make this, like, not yours, you know? Um, Yeah. And there's a man who comes forward years later claiming to be a survivor, and he gives a, quote, testimony, but none of the crew, captain, or family are ever identified, like, or found. Hmm. No clue. They just know that they found the ship in that condition. That's so weird. The 10-day gap. Aliens. 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 There's. What, tell me what else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's theories. It's got to be aliens. We're going to move on to theories. Um. Yes, theories. The Kraken. Oh my God, the Kraken? The Kraken <gasps> how it's pronounced in original Scandinavian. I don't know if I like that more or less than aliens. That's fun. Yeah. Um. Some people said mutiny, but that wouldn't explain why the captain and his wife and child would be gone, but the, the crew wouldn't have abandoned the ship if they, they, they yeah. were on the ship. Yeah, it would be their ship and their supplies and stuff. Yeah. Unless it went horribly wrong and they like all fell overboard in some freak accident, um, some people thought pirates, but pirates would take those supplies. Yeah, they would. Um, freak weather or water events, like a a waterspout maybe, but it the the deck didn't look destroyed. Yeah, like, it would have left. Some Anything sort of that image. would have swept humans off would have swept yeah. something a else mast off. or yeah. a tear in the sail or uh-huh. something. Um, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle actually wrote a story about it with some names were placed here and there, and which made it a really popular story. And I think that in the book it was called, like, The Marie or something like that, and it created a lot okay. of misconceptions. Okay, yeah. Um, aliens and flying saucers are still in the running. Um, yeah, they are. Yep. Um, s- one theory, which is very logical, says that the Celeste was carrying alcohol and that the heat and the Azors, Azors, I feel like it would be Azors if it's... Near Pol- Portugal pronunciation. Yeah, I don't hazards. know about that one. I don't want to mispronunciate anything now. Instead, <clears throat> um, <laughs> that maybe with the heat, they were giving off fumes, making the crew worry that there was an explosion coming, and that they might have gotten into that missing lifeboat and tried to distance themselves huh. from the ship, and then just got carried off. And yeah, um, okay. Did I say earlier that there was a missing lifeboat, or uh, you said it made it look like there was a lifeboat escape, but I don't know. If okay. I mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. I, sometimes I, like, you know when you say something earlier and you're like, wait, did I say it correctly? Did yeah. I say it was a good condition lifeboat or was it missing? It was yeah. missing. Yeah. Okay, so the lifeboat was missing. Yes. Okay. um And so they think that maybe they tried, they thought like, oh, there's an explosion coming and then they're going to distance themselves from the ship, okay. but like got lost in the waves somehow. Yeah. But some refute this theory with the fact that when the day Gradia got there and they went on board, they didn't smell anything. Like fumes, they went below yeah. deck, they didn't smell anything. And there would have... Set it off. Yeah. And if the alcohol had, like, you know, evaporated, which mm-hmm. it would have been, like, empty barrels and stuff, yeah. you know? And there was a little bit missing from one of the barrels, but it would, it would have been what they were drinking Yeah, the there. It, it wasn't anything more. I remember hearing about this, and it wasn't anything more than they could have consumed. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's weird. This part, I understand in theory. You know I me. Mean, I'm very directionally challenged, but, like, the way they were positioned... They, would, they should have been able to see the Azores. Like, they should have seen the islands. They should have known where land was. And apparently... So even if they had gone off in a lifeboat, yeah, they would have been able weird. to... It's weird. They should have been able to just yeah. row right to land. Huh. Unless they like got really like caught up in waves. Or maybe it was at night. Maybe... It's but the thing is, the captain was supposed to be really rational, and he wouldn't have abandoned without a reason. And I highly doubt he would have put his wife and child in a lifeboat at yeah. night, even if you had the stars to guide you. That's true. Um, but like <laughs> multiple people said, he was super rational. He would not have just that's so bizarre called for an evacuation without a really good reason. Huh? Um, if there was any safe alternative, everyone agrees he would not have called for that. But research shows that with weather patterns at the time, the ship could have ended up. Like, like where the day Gradia found it, that's exactly where the ship would have ended up if it was abandoned about 10 days prior on November 25th where the log stops. Okay. So, like, it's weird. So something happened on that day. Yeah. When the log stops, it seems like that's exactly when the ship, when the crew evacuated or something happened. Um, With rough waters, well, and some people say that with that, calculation, he might have been a little off from the Azores where he thought he was, but he still should have been able to see the islands. Okay. Um, he might have like, thought he was at the wrong cluster or something like that, but yeah. he should have been able to find land. Uh-huh. Um, but with rough waters the night before, the last log, like it, it noted in the ship's log that there was rough water, um, and a ship that was kind of gummed up by with the water pump and everything by shipping coal previously, Mm -hmm. they might have tried to take that pump apart to, like, get the coal residue out of it and everything, which might be why... It was disassembled. It was disassembled, exactly. Um, He might have gotten really worried that there was water in the hull and he couldn't see it because of the cargo, even Mm -hmm. with his sounding rod. And he might have thought that they were taking on too much water and they wouldn't be able to pump it out. Um, And I can see... Even a rational captain being like, We're going under. I can't see yeah. the water. My wife and child are on board. The safest thing is to get us all on a lifeboat. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, Better safe than sorry, right? And then just shit yeah. happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although, to me, that's just such a weird. Yeah. Until the ship was at least going further under, and you would take more with you. You would take rations. You yeah. Would, you would have If at least you a were few expecting minutes. your ship to <laughs> sink. Yeah, and you to be on the water for uh, some time, you know, you would take food. Yeah, I would think if, especially if you're like that close to the land, I would say keep steering the ship towards the land. Yeah, as soon, as soon as it gets too much, we get in that boat and we row the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. If we can't ground ourselves first, yeah, and especially I would take a sword. I would take more than just the like navigation. Clothes on instrument. your back. Yeah. yeah, I would take my at least a few personal goods, even if everyone has to fit in one lifeboat. You yeah, know, if, like a two year old, you would take. Oh, yeah. a change of clothes you would take for water. 10 people too yeah you know? yeah i don't think the lifeboat would have been that small like yeah yeah um one theory even if you just hold food in your own lap you yeah know? or like swiss family robinson style you like create a raft and pull it along with you behind yeah. the boat like mm-hmm. they i feel like they would have had time especially if the water wasn't high enough for him to even see it yet yeah he would have it's it's weird. It's really it is weird. weird. Yeah. Um, one theory, which at first I was like, "There's no way," and then I realized it's actually kind of viable to me, um, suggests that the De Gratia somehow caught up with the Mary Celeste because of the weather, and the captain as well as the crew decided to murder everyone aboard the Mary Celeste and stage it as a disappearance so that they could bring the ship into port and oh, holy crap and get salvage rights for the like yeah. there were 170 casks of alcohol on that board. It oh my gosh, it was worth a lot. Like I mean, yeah. As sad as that is, that is a pretty likely theory. Yeah, and it's like, yes, there's a very natural theory too of you know he just thought he was taking on too much water and wanted to get his wife and children to safety, but like, it's just weird to me that it almost feels too perfect. Yeah, something fishy. Something fishy is. Yeah. Well, and when police. Like, when you find a body, like, you're top of the police suspect list. Like, yeah. they look at the uh-huh. the people the who, people like, who find, find the, the body. body or are friends. Like, they look hard at you. And if that, the, degr- the degratia of finding the Mary Celeste like that is kind of weird to me. I mean, the fact yeah. that the water pump was dissembled, only three feet of water, that the sounding rod was on deck, the lifeboat was missing. Yeah. Like, it's a little too perfect for me. Yeah. 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 It's like, it could have been natural. Yes. I'm like 50-50 split, but I'm also Uh, not, I'm not, I mean, I don't trust men. (laughs) Yeah. As much as you want to see like the good in people and not believe that like they were capable of murdering ten people and literally cold blood to steal for just money. It's still possible. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Especially if they knew like, okay, we just have to make up this time. And especially if. The Mary Celeste got caught in the harbor mm-hmm. for the weather, so that kind of allowed them to, yeah, yeah allowed them gap. to close the cap a little bit. And especially if you know, an idea just started spreading mm-hmm. throughout like crew members and stuff of mm-hmm. the other ship, then yeah, <sighs> they're both good theories. Usually, there's one standout yeah. theory that like, okay, obviously, that it was, yeah, it's like it's kind of like the yacht love path with the pass with your the new theory you did a few weeks ago, like uh-huh. that. That's solid. I will. Yeah, it's that. solid. But like this one, there's a couple really good options. Yeah. Which, speaking so- of the now that we're talking about, it, my parents called me after they listened to that one. And They're like, mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> was they're it like aliens. They're like something fishy is going on. I think they believe the government had something involved. Honestly, yeah. though, like it is weird to me that one of them had like red skin. So I actually was looking more into it, and they all had not just a red skin, but it was like a. It was just. It was like a purple gray red it was like a weird unnatural color and that's weird because if the snow was melting before they found the bodies then they would have started decomposing in the sun yeah and if the snow was melting especially for the bodies they found in the ravine sorry this is gonna mean nothing to you if you haven't listened to the do Love episode but yeah. it's a good one so go, you listen, go listen yeah to it. it's the mishap on the mountains episode yeah it's uh, like episode five, five i yeah. think yeah that's a good one that's a fun one uh well not fun but it's it's entertaining yeah um yeah, especially because me and Kat were looking at the pictures they have, and you can look up pictures they took of the bodies and everything. I mean, they're awful and gruesome. So, only you know, big yeah. big content warning on that one. Whenever because- we suggest looking at photos, guys know that that content warning is there because I'm doing one as well in the future for me, but in the past probably for y'all because of how we're recording this. But, like, yeah, if we tell you, especially around a tragedy or something – To look at photos, please no. Don't look at them if you have a squeamish... Yeah, you know, the first... There are photos of the tent and of the group before they died. But in those same articles, there will be photos of the dead bodies. So just know that. Um... But some of the bodies in the ravine... They look weird. They look weird. Like, and they were like shrinked and like kind of wrinkled up. Like, which is almost, The cold doesn't do that. But a steady flow of cool air does mummify things. And you don't have to be okay. wrapped to be mummified. But what's weird to me is the discoloration. And yeah. the snow melting would have given would have been water. Yeah. And it would have well part the part of the skin, I would think. The, there was a lot of bodies that were found when it was still very cold. Consistently. So there's only four bodies were found in May. Oh. After the snow melted. Oh, all the bodies were... I'm pretty sure that was... That's what I saw. Like, most of the bodies had that weird color to them. Okay. I'm going to call my little sister and ask her. Because the other day I was talking to her. My little sister is a... Training to be a forensic anthropologist, by the way. A medical examiner. Kind of coroner. And... She was talking to me the other day about adipocere, and, like, I knew what it was from watching a lot of TV, but, like, <laughs> she was talking to me about stuff I didn't even know. So I'm totally going to run that by her and ask her, in what circumstance yeah her body mummify while still being surrounded by snow? Yeah, because I'm pretty sure, because they didn't find the bodies in the ravine, and I don't know if it's because the ravine was just gone or if they were buried in snow. I don't know if how much snow was piled they up were... With so, Exposed to yeah, if the ravine was piled with snow, yeah, they could have fallen into the ravine and only gone like a few feet down and yeah. gotten caught in the snow, uh-huh. and their body would have slowly descended as the snow melted. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> Oh, there's, it's so interesting. Spooky episode. One like, we should have saved that for for Halloween. No, I have a good Halloween one for y'all. No, it's okay. There's a lot of spooky stuff in history that we can oh, talk about for so Halloween. Much. Oh, you We know. will never be out of Halloween content. I know. <laughs> People are going to think this is a true crime podcast or something or paranormal. Nah, oh, nah, we're still history. It's history, but history's weird, guys. History is weird, as I'm, we've talked about today. I'm sorry that a lot of y'all got a really basic, boring public school history education because history is so cool it's so cool and it's so it's so weird it's so weird like these people are crazy i don't know (laughs) i told you which one i was doing for halloween right Uh, i think you did the house Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. <gasps> Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Cats is going to be so fun. I've heard so much about that specific story for Halloween. Um. Anyway, we don't know when this is going to come out, but yeah. stick around for a Halloween episode. Halloween I don't 2021. Know. Be ready. Yeah. <laughs> well, this will probably be out by then between summer, internships, finals. Yeah. My guess is it'll go out around finals. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call it. We're going to try our best. We're going to try our best to get through. We don't have a, two, of a, two of a crazy finals situation, but between now and the end of the semester, who knows? It's yeah. gonna be a lot more the pace is gonna be a lot higher than it has been, yeah, I think for the rest of the semester. So agreed. It could be sooner rather than later. We don't know. Um anyway. But whenever you are hearing this, we hope you're having a great week. Yeah, a great month, a great year. I guarantee it'll be out this year. <laughs> but yeah. um thanks for listening to us ramble. We know this one was a little more off topic, but I think Cat, like yours was around 20 minutes and mine was around 20 minutes. That's solid. So, I think yeah. we're good. This is awesome. uh, the idea was to do a shorter episode, so we're sitting at about 50 minutes right now. Awesome. And again, sorry that we couldn't make it. Hopefully, we're both okay. Should be. We should be. Just assume it's another weird freak snowstorm in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing worse, even if it's the summer. <laughs> but um yeah, and we're happy to have you here listening to us. Yeah. So excited and we will Hopefully, in an actual recording, not an emergency recording, we will talk to you next Tuesday. Follow us on Twitter at T I N A H L podcast or email us at this is not a history lecture at gmail.com. And yeah, see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.